This is Linux Reality, Episode 8, PC Linux OS, Part 1. Hello, everyone. Happy April 2006. I hope that the uh, April Fool's pranksters out there didn't get you too bad. I just returned the other day from a four-day weekend. My family and I took a trip down to Georgia to see some family. Um, spent a day in Atlanta, went to the new uh, Atlanta Aquarium. It was pretty neat. Um, it's this. It's supposedly the world's largest aquarium, and it was really nice. It was really nice inside. The only problems were it was a little expensive. I think each ticket was like $23 for adults. And it was very crowded, and we were there on a Friday, and, uh, I mean, it was just, it was really, it was almost like going to Disney World. You know, each exhibit was very crowded, and uh, the hallways were narrow and dark, and, I mean, it was it was really neat, and the fish were fantastic. Uh, the exhibits themselves were great, but, but you know, the, the crowd part of it was a little disappointing, but we did have a good time, and... So, but that trip uh, caused me to delay sort of the the big announcement on the site for this week, and as I'm sure a lot of you already know, that's the new Linux Reality forums that are now live. Uh, if you haven't seen that yet, please go to the website, linuxreality.com. You'll see a tab there for forums. You can just click on that, register, and introduce yourself and start uh, start discussing. Uh, you know, I want this to be there for everybody to discuss the episodes, to discuss Linux in general, and just kind of have a place for us to form a little community. So do uh, do check that out. Once again, I got some really great feedback. I'm going to get to that in a, in a minute here, and then we're going to turn to uh, looking at PC Linux OS, and, uh, which is a live CD, and this will be the first part in, in a multi-part series on PC Linux OS. I don't know quite how many episodes it will be just yet, probably two or three. And then we'll start looking at some other distributions. So with that, let me uh, go ahead and get to the feedback. Message for you, son. Well, I didn't uh, get any audio feedback this week and uh, just got a few pieces of, of, of email feedback, probably because I guess I was out of town. But uh, I really got some, some nice ones here that I want to read. Uh, first one is, is from Matthew. He wrote me this email. He said, Hey, Chess, great show. I'm planning a switchover from Windows XP to Linux, largely for virus protection, but also because of the apparent flexibility as far as customizing many aspects of the OS's behavior are concerned. I have pretty much zero understanding of operating systems generally, aside from using one, and so am trying to do as much research as possible before I put anything onto the hard drive. Your shows on distros and live CDs have been especially helpful so far. Thanks, and keep up the great work. And that was, again, from Matthew. And uh, I think I told him in my response that, um, you know, it's folks like him that I'm really aiming for. It's it's people who have just never tried Linux or maybe have just had some minimal experience with Linux who really don't know a whole lot about operating systems. And, uh, and so it's really great to get emails from folks like Matthew uh, because that's really what we're trying to do. At least that's what I'm trying to do is to sort of expose people to Linux who may not have otherwise been exposed to Linux. And, uh, you know, if this podcast can help just a couple people check it out and, and, uh, and, and see if it works for them, then, then that's great. Um, I don't expect everyone to take to it immediately. I, I just I hope that um, 
I just hope I can show some people what it can do. So thank you very much, Matthew. And I got another one here from another new user. Uh, this is from David uh, from England. Uh, David wrote, uh, Dear Chess, thanks for bringing us Linux Freaks, such a great podcast. I can't tell you enough how much your cast has helped me. I started on the Linux road after installing Fedora Core uh, 4 only a few weeks ago. The links that you give out really have helped me along my way, and the advice and guidance that you have given have kept me going. I feel as if my system has new life after installing Linux. Please keep up the good work, and thank you. And that's from Dave. Um, well, Dave, that's really cool. Fedora Core 4, huh? That's a, that's a great distribution. That uh, I'm not quite sure if we're going to get to that. We probably will at some point, but uh, it's a, it is a very, very nice distribution, and it's got a really wonderful community. got a great forums. I think it's fedoraforums.org, and it's very, uh, very, very popular, and they've really done some cool things. Uh, but thank you, Dave, for sending that email along. And then the last email I'd like to read here, it's kind of a longer one. I won't read everything, but uh, it's from Christopher. And Christopher wrote, Dear Chess, what an absolutely fantastic show. I make sure I listen every week. Even though I've been using Linux seriously for a couple of years now, I find the podcast very interesting, and hopefully as the weeks progress, you will continue to fill in gaps in my current knowledge of Linux. For me, it is similar to picking up a good book and reading it for a second or third time. I already loved Linux, but your show is making me appreciate it even more. Keep up the great work. Um, thank you, Christopher. That is very nice to hear. That's a, uh, I'm very flattered. I, I like that analogy of picking up a good book and reading it for a second or third time. I know exactly what you mean. I'm, you know, there's a few authors. Um, Stephen King is one that comes to mind. I just, you know, I love, I just, I love Stephen King's books, and I, I, I've read them all multiple times, and. Uh, it really is kind of neat to go back and read one again. So for you to make that analogy here, that's that's uh, very nice. Thank you very much. And um, you know, hearing from Linux veterans is is also really really cool. And uh, it just you know, we've really got a great audience growing here. And it's neat to see that in the forums and in the comments and in the emails I get. So um, that's you know, I hope the forums really really take off. I'd love to see a real cool community grow up around that. So. Thanks again, everybody. And for those of you who I haven't had a chance to read your emails, I do really appreciate it. And uh, please keep them coming. Send me emails or send audio feedback, uh, linuxreality at gmail.com. So let's uh, go ahead and take a look at PC Linux OS. All right, well... Maybe some of you um, have um, downloaded PC Linux OS after last weekend, uh, uh, based on my suggestion there. And of course, I don't really expect everyone to do this, but you know, maybe you can just kind of follow along in your mind uh, for those of you who have not tried it out. But uh, I, I do encourage you to check it out. This is certainly not the only distribution I'm going to focus on. There's a whole lot. I get some emails from people saying, you know, please talk about this distribution or that distribution, and there's going to be a lot of distributions we talk about. Um, this is just the first one I picked, but it doesn't doesn't mean doesn't mean any more or less than anything else. So I just think it's a great distribution for brand new users because a lot of things work right out of the box, which is kind of nice. Um, before we kind of get to the boot up, I just want to tell you a little bit about PC Linux OS based on my understanding, and I certainly don't know everything about it. I, I'm not a current. I mean, I don't use PC Linux OS for my day to day uh, distribution, but I, I've been watching it for quite some time. PC Linux OS is based on uh, Mandrake Linux before it became Mandriva. But basically, it's, it's, it's based on a release of Mandrake from a, from a year ago or a year and a half ago. 
and it has been um, sort of picked up and and uh, taken in a new direction. And before I get there, I guess I should take even a further step back. Uh, Mandrake was one of the very first Linux distributions I ever installed. In fact, it may have been the absolute very first. I think I get confused because I did two or three within a, a week period, but um, I think Mandrake one eight point one. Uh, was the very first Linux distribution I actually downloaded and for, and burned and then booted up. And Mandrake at the time was a really great, very new user-centric distribution. Um, it had a lot of really cool features. It was just very it was very user-friendly for for new for you know for new users. There were some things it was missing, and you know some maybe some things didn't work quite right. So there was a fellow that I quickly heard about. His name is uh, Techstar, and um, he ran a website called PCLinuxOnline.com, and it's one of the websites I've mentioned before, and I think I've, I've got a link to it in uh, on the main website. And this was one of the very first Linux websites that I sort of found and frequented. And I discovered um, by frequenting his site and also the old MandrakeUsers.org uh, forums that he, Techstar that is, was creating updated or, or, you know, additional packages, you know, additional pieces of software that folks could download and, and install on their Mandrake Linux to, you know, add some new features or, or enhance some things or maybe maybe he, he had a tweaked version of a particular package or something, you know, with some extra features or fix some bugs or that kind of thing. And he became really well known for his packages, his RPMs. RPM is the package management. Um, uh, is the type of package that that Mandrake uses, and I'll talk about that at another time. But anyway, he really became well known within the Mandrake community for for creating great add-ons, if you will, for for Mandrake Linux to sort of simplify it. And I guess at one point, um, you know, he and some of his you know uh, fellow Mandrake users decided to sort of start their own distribution and it has become PC Linux OS and it started with Mandrake as a base and they've added to it and they've made it a live CD I think from the very beginning and um, it has really evolved into a really nice distribution the things that I like about PC Linux OS are the following it's on one CD Um, for me that's a plus because I think it's easier for new users to download and burn one CD and to get started versus multiple CDs. It's not a deal breaker, but it's a nice extra. It's very user friendly. It's been tweaked, if you will, um, by do- doing making the menus nice and, and organized and having some you know nice icons and nice wallpapers and you know just kind of dressing it up. It's the second thing I like about it. And the third thing is that it has, it includes a lot of, frankly, you know, proprietary, non-free stuff, but stuff that makes most new, most new users' lives easier, meaning Flash plugins for the browsers and Java, and, you know, you can download the other versions that have the 3D drivers for your video cards, you know, stuff like that, MP3 support. I mean, it's got a lot of that stuff built in, which really makes life easier in the, in for the short term, you know, for new users because things tend to work. Um, and then the last thing is they've really added to the configuration 
tools and things in the control center and all that to help you um, configure and manage the distribution. And then lastly is the fact that you can install the live CD onto your hard drive directly. That's not something we're going to get to in the near future. Maybe at some point, a couple people have already done that. And um, Rich, actually, in the comments to Episode 7, made some good points about some issues he, he came up with that he then was able to resolve when he tried to install it to his hard drive. But but the fact that you can install it directly from the live CD is a really nice plus. So that's my sort of brief background about PC Linux OS. It's probably got a lot of gaps, and, and maybe I've got some stuff wrong. But that, that generally, um, you know, sort of the background there. I encourage you to go to PCLinuxOS.com is their website, and it's um, it's been updated, and they have a great community forum there and uh, got great users who can help answer questions. So with that, what I'd like to do is kind of walk through an initial boot up um, into PC Linux OS and just give you some general comments about the initial desktop. And I'm kind of thinking of the person in my mind who's never booted up Linux before, so I'm going to talk about some pretty basic things for people who have already used Linux. So... Just um, put that CD uh, that you've downloaded and burned into your CD-ROM in your computer and reboot. Now, meaning shut down Windows or whatever operating system you have and let the computer restart. Now, hopefully, your computer is set to boot to the CD-ROM if there's a CD in there. Most computers nowadays, I believe, are set up that way. If it's not, in other words, if you have the CD in your drive and you boot it up and it goes straight into Windows, that means it's booted directly to your hard drive and it has skipped the CD-ROM. You may need to watch the screen. I think sometimes when you when you boot it up, it will say, to boot to CD, press a key or something. Otherwise, it will boot to the hard drive. So pay attention to the boot up screen when you do this. But if you don't see anything about pressing a key and it doesn't boot to the CD-ROM, then you will need to go into your BIOS of your computer and look for the setting to change the boot sequence of what drives, you know, what drives it boots from. And, you know, I can't walk you through that, but I can give you some general sense of how that works. Basically, when you first boot up your computer and you have kind of the tech screen and maybe you have a, a logo of the manufacturer, Dell, or something, there should be somewhere on there some verbiage that tells you press a particular key to enter setup is what they often call it. Like press delete, press and hold the delete key to enter setup or F1 or F2 or F12. It just depends on the computer. But whatever it is, you'll need to press that key and you'll enter into a, usually a blue sort of DOS looking screen. And that's your BIOS setup. Your BIOS is kind of like the low level it's almost like an operating system, not really, but it, it, it's sort of a low-level piece of software burned into the hardware of your computer that cr- controls the very basic functionality of things. And there is a setting in there to where you can tell the computer to you know, boot to the hard drive first um, or boot to the floppy drive first or boot to the CD-ROM first or something like that. And it will usually boot to one if it's there, and if it's not, it will go to the next one, and it will go to the next one until it finds something it can boot from. And what you want to do is look for the setting, look for that, and change it to looks for the CD-ROM first, and then the hard drive if it's not there. And, you know, maybe you even want to change it to floppy first, and then CD-ROM, and then hard drive. 
And again, that's usually the way these computers nowadays are already set up. So this may not be an issue for you, but I would check that. And if you're having trouble, then I'll, then you'll have to refer to your hardware manufacturer, um, on how to change that. Cause that's not an uncommon thing to change. So once you've got that set up and you can boot to the computer, I mean, sorry, you can boot to the CD-ROM, go ahead and do that, and the PC Linux OS CD will start. Okay, well, at first what you'll do, uh, what will happen is you'll come to a screen, and it's got sort of a logo in the middle, and it says PC Linux OS in the upper left, and boot uh, at the bottom, and it will say press F2 for options. Now, for most people... Um, you won't need to necessarily change any options. Um, if your if it if it if your booting up tends to not work, then you'll want to come back here and press F2 and look for some additional options. And and that might be something we can discuss in the form. But hopefully, I think for most people, it tends to boot up okay. Now, notice you'll need to make a note of in the upper right hand corner. It says login information and make a note of this: name guest, password guest and name root, password root. So it's giving you two users, a guest user and a root user. The root user is like the administrator. And um, we'll talk more about root another time, but root is what you would use if you need to make major system changes. Um, it's not advisable to log in as root initially. It's much better to log in as your user, in this case, guest, and then if you need to do something administrative-wise that, that requires root privileges, as they say, you can temporarily change to root to make that change or to do whatever needs to be done and then change back to your regular user. So in any event, here for the purposes of just booting up, make a note of this, these two uh, user accounts and the two passwords, and they're the same, guest and guest and root and root. So just press Enter, uh, and it will... This will start booting if you don't do anything, but, but if you if you have started typing, just go back so the so the line there at the bottom next to boot is empty and just press enter. Okay, so as it starts booting, you'll see the nice color logo there for PC Linux OS and then a little progress bar. And you know, these live CDs are slow. I mean there's just no way uh to to say otherwise. I mean it boots slowly and it operates slowly. And that's just kind of the nature of the beast. But, I mean, the advantage of having a live CD is so great because you can test things out, see if it detects your hardware, see if things work without disturbing your Windows installation at all. So it's worth it. Um, once you um, get through the, the, the boot process here, um, you will, the, the, at one point, um, when it's getting close, you'll have a little hourglass that spins, and then your cursor should change to an arrow, and you'll come to a blue login screen. It says PC Linux OS at the top. It's got a box for username, a box for password. It's also got on the left the two users. It's kind of like Windows XP. I think you've probably seen that when you log out or where you have multiple users. It's got little names and icons next to them. Same idea. You'll notice at the very bottom it's got session type and system. We won't use those right at this time, but... but uh, uh, system basically lets you do some different kinds of logins uh, to the console or whatever, or to shut down. And then the uh, session type lets you pick different desktop environments. But we're going to stick with the default for right now. So 
For purposes of logging in, let's let's use the guest account. So type in guest in the username and type in guest as the password and then press enter or click the little green arrow. And then a little list of, of tasks will, will come up and it's basically um, I'm giving you sort of a progress as it's doing things like initializing services and initializing peripherals and uh, uh, kind of getting things going. Once it gets through that list, it will take you to the desktop, which is KDE. You may remember we talked about the different kinds of desktops. Well, PC Linux OS uses KDE. Now, that sound that you hear, hopefully, through my microphone, is the little KDE startup sound. That lets you know that you're kind of at the KDE desktop and you are logged in. Okay, so looking at the default um, PC Linux OS desktop, um, you'll notice a few things. It's very similar to Windows in the sense that it has icons kind of down a column on the left-hand side, and it has icons in a taskbar-like thing at the bottom. And, you know, in Windows, they call that the taskbar. In Linux, that taskbar at the bottom is usually called a panel or a kicker, or in KDE, it's called the kicker. Um, the taskbar is usually where it's something you can put in the panel to show you're currently running tasks, uh, just like in Windows. When you have several windows open, you've got Firefox open and you've got you know Thunderbird open or something. You know down there in the taskbar in Windows, you'll see the little squares that show you what applications are running. Well, same idea, and that's called a taskbar here. But the buttons um, in the, in the panel at the bottom of the initial screen, from left to right, the very bottom left is the menu button or the, it's kind of like the start button in Windows. If you click on that, a menu will pop up, just like in Windows, and you'll see, uh, you know, a menu tree with some categories of things, and we'll explore that in, in a minute. Next to that is, a, is an icon for the show desktop, and this is also like in Windows. If you've got multiple things open, and you need to send everything down to the taskbar so you can see your desktop, you just click this, and it will show you the desktop and, and minimize everything. Next to that, a little icon that looks almost like a little uh, igloo is a, um, is a shortcut to the file manager. And I mentioned file managers a, a little while ago, uh, a few episodes ago, and uh, the file managers, are, are it's like uh, Windows Explorer in, in Windows. It's what, it's what you can look at to navigate your file tree and, and browse your files and that kind of thing. Why don't you go ahead and click on that and open that up and uh, you'll notice at the top of the window that comes up it says guest, that's the name of our user, dash conqueror. Conqueror is the file manager in KDE. It's also a web browser. It's also the KDE default web browser. Uh, it's sort of, uh, and in fact, Conquer does a lot of other things. It's very multifunction. But uh, in this particular case, it, you're looking at Conquer in its file manager mode, if you will. And currently, the three things in your home, in your in your uh, home directory, are the desktop, um, a folder called Photos, and a folder called Temp, T-E-T-M-P. Those three folders are in your home directory. And if you'll notice in the uh, URL bar right above the icons, 
the location bar, if you will, it says slash home slash guest. That is the default directory for guest in the home directory. And I hate to keep saying this, but the Linux file system is something else that I'll cover in another episode. I hate to keep giving you all these little teasers, but this is just an overview at this point. Okay, so let's close out this window by going to the upper right-hand corner and clicking the little X, the little close button. Again, it's just like Windows. It's very, very similar. All right, going back down to the bottom into the panel, next to the little igloo, the home directory, is what looks like a little computer with a black screen, and that's the terminal. And we'll get to that another time as well. Next to that is another icon, and when you hover over it, it says Web Browser. Why don't you click on that? Now, this brings up the same program we were just using a minute ago, Conqueror. It's the exact same program. It's just now in its web browser mode. As I said, Conqueror is sort of a multifunction uh, application. It, when you open up Conqueror for the first time, it defaults on a PC Linux OS sort of, you know, little information page. Uh, it's a, just a HTML document on the CD. So why don't you highlight where it says, you know, backslash uh, USR, backslash share, slash doc, slash HTML, slash index HTML. Highlight all that and delete it. And just type google.com or some other website. Now, hopefully, um, you know, if your this computer is connected to the Internet or to your network or something, you've got your, you know, plugged your Ethernet cable in or something like that, and hopefully it detected your, your network uh, and your Internet connection, and it should have done that by default. But if you type in Google.com, you'll see it takes you to Google. And, and uh, so this is Conquer in this little capacity under the function, uh, under the icon to the right of the, of the terminal is the web browser. So you close that out. And the, the icon next to that is KDE version of sort of Outlook, if you will. It's, it's, a, it's called Contact, and it's a, it's, a, it's a suite of programs. You know, it's an email program. It's a, a contacts program, a calendar. It's, it's kind of like Outlook in the sense that it does all of that stuff within one, within one application. And, and it's interesting. These applications used to be separate in KDE, and now they've been brought together under uh, the name Contact. And you'll also notice with KDE, a lot of the KDE applications begin with K. I think that's just kind of keeping with the KDE name, like contact is spelled with a K. All right, close that. Now next to that are two little boxes, a number one and a number two on top of each other. These are your virtual desktops, and this is a neat function of Linux. In Linux, you can have more than one desktop, if you will. Uh, just like you're looking at, at a desktop right now on your computer, you can have two of these uh, virtually next to each other. You can't see them at the same time. You only see one at a time, but you can see one, and then you can see another. For example, let's leave it. Leave, click on number one, make sure it's highlighted, and then open up Conquer. Now, click on number two. Leave the Conquer open. Click on number two, and you're taken to an identical screen, but Conquer is gone. In fact, it's not even running in the taskbar. But if you look at number one right above it, you'll see sort of a box that's sort of indicating that something is running over there on desktop number one. And here you can run a different application, like the uh, Conquer the uh, File Manager, the icon that looks like a little igloo. Open that box and maybe move it to a different spot, 
and then click back on number one. You're back at the first desktop with uh, Conquer the web browser open. So you can see how these two things, these two little desktops, uh, kind of work together. It's, it's a great way to have multiple things running without cluttering up your screen with a bunch of windows. All right, next to the two virtual desktops is the taskbar. And again, you'll see the little boxes for your running applications. And then far to the right-hand side of the, of the uh, panel is the clipboard and then the clock with the date. And then the last thing I'll cover in this sort of initial uh, introduction are the icons here on the left-hand side. We'll just go through them real quick. Uh, first is the trash can. You know, if you delete something, it ends up in the trash, just like the recycle bin in uh, Windows. Right below that is home, and that's just a just an identical icon to the home that's in the bottom there. Takes you to your home directory. Uh, next to that is install help. It's just a document that helps uh, helps you walk through the installation of PC Linux OS. Below that is an icon to do the install onto your hard drive. Let's just skip that for now. Below that is an icon for IRC chat. IRC is kind of like a, um, it's, it's an online chat uh, feature. Below that is something called man pages, and we'll talk about that another time. Uh, below that is, it says my computer, and that is a, um, if you click on that, it opens up Conquer again, and it takes you to where you can see things such as your applications, your printers, your remote places, you know, your your servers, things like that. It's sort of like um, going into the My Computer on Windows. It doesn't take you to your home directory, to your documents. It takes you to sort of the overall file system. And below that is a new user guide and then a donate button. Okay, so that's that's all I'm going to cover here in this uh, part one of PC Linux OS. Feel free to keep playing around, you know, check out the menus and check out some of the applications and just kind of, you know, feel free to explore if you like. The nice thing about these live CDs is there's really nothing you can do to harm your, your computer as long as you don't, you know, start the hard drive installation. But um, uh, so feel free to play around. And then when you're done, uh, just go down to that little, uh, uh, you know, menu in the very bottom left where the Windows start menu would be and click on it and go up to log out. And then a new box will pop up and click on uh, end current session. And you will be taken back to that original login screen. And then from there, you can just uh, click the system button down at the bottom and click shutdown. And that will uh, shut down the computer and reboot. And then you can take out the CD and boot back into Windows. So hope you've enjoyed this little uh, initial summary. We're going to get into a lot more detail over the next couple of episodes. But uh, for now, I think it's time to wrap up the show. So this has been uh, this has been a fun episode. I think I've enjoyed kind of doing this as I've um, been been walking through it myself at the same time. Um, hopefully you have found it helpful. Uh, please um, send me feedback. Please do. Please send me email or audio feedback to LinuxReality at gmail.com. And please check the forums. Um, I'm really excited about the forums, and I hope that it really takes off. So please go check it out, register, and start posting away. And uh, I'll be in there as well, um, as best I can. <laughs> I'm like really slammed right now with a lot of other things, but I'm definitely uh, going to be in there. So uh, please do check that out. 
Next time, we're going to um, take uh, a further look at PC Linux OS and uh, look at some of the applications, look at the menus, kind of look at, look at the way some of this works, and uh, really start playing around. So um, please do stay tuned, uh, stay subscribed, let your friends and family know about us. Um, I'm just getting a lot of uh, interest in this podcast, and it's really cool. Uh, I've had some people contact me about it, and, and uh, we've got like almost 400 people on the Frapper map, and... And, it's, and it really is because of you guys, uh, because of the audience. I mean, if, if you all weren't listening and sending me your feedback, I probably wouldn't be continuing because, you know, it's, it's important for me to help folks and to reach folks. And so uh, this is really driven driven by you, and, and uh, hope hope that you're enjoying it. So this has been Episode 8 of Linux Reality. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. I really do appreciate it, and I'll catch you all next week. Take care. Bye-bye.